Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? My guest is Jen Espinoza Guasami. Jen has spent her entire life releasing her inner Wonder Woman, beginning with her 100-pound weight loss as a young college student, and most recently as a marathon runner. In this episode, Jen tells us about the lesson she learned training for the marathon. So welcome, Jen, to the Pusher Pivot. I'm really excited to speak with you today. Oh, I'm super excited to share today as well. Yeah, I can't wait for everyone to hear about your journey, and I think that's going to be really inspiring. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hello, my name is Jen. I grew up in southeastern Wisconsin along Lake Michigan, but I currently live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm the mom of two beautiful daughters. One is in high school and one is in grade school. And um, I'm a a girl who grew up as, uh, if you will, the token fat girl or the morbidly obese child in a time when not many kids were morbidly obese. Mm -hmm. So I had some interesting childhood experiences as a kid, but uh, when I reached the age of 20, I turned my life around completely and lost 100 pounds. And it took me several years to really own my new self because I wasn't used to not being morbidly obese. And uh, eventually I started sharing my story as a motivational speaker um, locally here in Minneapolis, also internationally through podcasts and interviews and summits. So it has been quite a wild ride. But today I'm going to be focusing on a pivot moment in regards to my decision to become a marathon runner. Oh, I'd love to hear. Tell us. (laughs) Well, for one thing, I'm not a runner. I've never identified as a runner. I was that kid in high school who was always the last one to cross the finish line. And I was panting and wheezing and just angry at the world for someone making me run. I hated to run because I was a heavy kid. I didn't really enjoy cardio very much. It was very challenging for me. And um, I could never keep up. And I'm not a competitive person, but being able to keep up is important in you know high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. Those are things that matter very much to young children. So it was it was a chip on my shoulder until I was about 39 years old. So I had been working out religiously with a particular group near to me, and um, I've been doing exercises like dancing, swimming biking, everything outdoors that I possibly can. I also am a big proponent of high intensity interval training, which is also known as HIT. Yep. So I've been doing that for quite a while and I was kind of bored. You know, you reach those times in life when you're like, I just need something different, something new, something challenging. And my fitness groups decided to start a run club. Now I am not a runner again. So I was like, oh, it's not for me. I was just ignoring the, the promos in regards to running. And um, the run coach, who I was very impressed by, she has a background in exercise physiology. She has trained military people to reach their goals. And I'm like, I knew her personally because we had worked out together. I said, wow, this run coach is pretty impressive. If I were to start running, she would be the one I would want to lead me in that effort. And I made the mistake of kind of reaching out to her and learning a little bit more about the training plans that she was going to design for the folks who joined. And she's like, yeah, if you're interested in 5K or half marathon, we can get a a training together for you. And for some reason, I can't even explain it, that half marathon kind of stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Hmm, 
half marathon. And crazily enough, I, like after 24 hours of just sit, sitting with that, I'm a big fan of listening to your inner wisdom and listening to your gut and sitting with a decision that's really important before you jump right in. Mm-hmm. So I gave myself 24 hours. And I said, after 24 hours, I still could not get this idea out of my head. So the next day I signed up for the club and I registered for the half marathon. There was no turning back. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And then, so what happened? (laughs) So as you can imagine, having never run for more than a mile, maybe two miles uh, recreationally, I had this dedicated plan. My run coach was amazing. She created this plan that was manageable for me. I scheduled it out. I'm very good at scheduling workouts. Mm. I have never missed a workout, regardless of if I'm postpartum, if I'm pregnant, if I'm going through physical therapy post-surgery, I have always had a regular exercise routine. So that was not new to me. (laughs) I love exercise. That's how I express myself and release stress. So that part of it was easy. But, you know, the the mindset of going from a one-mile run, which is still challenging for me, I'm not going to lie, it's still Mm -hmm. challenging. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I had to push myself to schedule in long runs, which are, you know, six, eight, yeah. 10 miles, which I had mm-hmm. never before in my life run. And I had no ideas on how to fuel myself during those runs because I'm not used to continuous cardio for two hours at a time. I'm a very mm-hmm. slow runner mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. But if you're out running for two hours and you've never done it before, you know, you have to hydrate properly. You right. have to understand how to fuel yourself. I had a lot of unknowns. And luckily I plotted it out through my schedule and I got that on the schedule, which was my accountability partner. Okay. So got it on the schedule and then I just showed up and went. Wow. Well, that must've felt incredible. (laughs) There were moments that were really good. And there were moments where I was like, I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I doing this? Uh (laughs) And, um, to be honest, I gained weight during the year I was training oh, and, um, wow. because I, I didn't, I had no experience with eating mm-hmm. for running as a cardio based exercise fanatic. Mm-hmm. I had no experience with it. Um, when I lost a hundred pounds 20 years ago, that was with the idea that yes, I'm active, but I'm doing a different type of exercise. You know, Got you it. eat differently mm-hmm. when you're weightlifting, you eat differently when you're running. Mm-hmm. And I ate a little extra because I was running and I was tired. So I ate mm-hmm. more food. But it was a very powerful learning for me as well, because I had back surgery about 10 years ago and occasionally my back will flare up, Mm. creating injury, creating pain. Mm -hmm. So I had to be very conscious again of listening to my body and understanding what red flags my body was sending me. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, one of those red flags came up a week before my marathon was scheduled. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. One week before I woke up with back pain, Mm -hmm. it was intense. I mean, I was crying from the pain. Mm -hmm. My children were like, are you okay, mom? Quit this marathon thing. You're crazy. You should Mm -hmm. not do this. Mm -hmm. So that was my moment where I was like, do I push through this? Knowing what my own limitations are. Mm -hmm. Do I continue? Knowing that I could injure myself further, like I could take myself out by pushing through this goal of mine, or do I pivot and say, there is a different solution for me, or maybe this is not the right time for me. So that's kind of the precipice upon which I stood at that point. Mm -hmm. And where did you go? 
Well, you know, I'm a big fan of, of reaching goals and, and setting milestones to reach those goals. But at that moment in time, I said, I'm not running. I can't do it. I, I put in the work. I put in the training. To this point, I had already run 150 miles in training. So technically, I was a marathon runner multiple times, <laughs> just not all at once. <laughs> and I knew that the next step for me um, had to be something that was more supportive of where I was in that moment. So a week later, I did not run the half marathon. What I did do was I ran a 5K with my group, the group I'd been training with, the group that had supported me. And a 5K was manageable. I mean, my pain had receded. I had done some physical therapy. I had stretched out. I had done everything that uh, all the self-care that runners tend to do. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to give myself four more months to do this marathon. Because in my mind, the important, big, hairy, audacious goal was that I run this half marathon before I turned 40. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know, there was a race with a half marathon about two weeks before my birthday. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I pivoted, but I also pushed, but gave mm -hmm. myself time to heal. You know, the different juxtapositions, like, you know, it seems very black and white sometimes, like push or pivot. And often there's a there's a, a weaving of that you know it's not one way or the other and I, I just really like how your story brings that yeah, and i'm not a black and white person so when people relate to the world in that way i always help them see the shades of gray i know mm -hmm. there's a way for people to achieve what they want but i also know you know there's no deadline on us as people mm -hmm. there's no deadline on the things we want to do in life there's no deadline on your health right. so i certainly could have pushed through and maybe put myself in the hospital by running mm -hmm. that half marathon, but it wasn't worth it. You know, right. so making that priority clear, like it, it was important for me to continue to train and I was going to do it in a very smart way, but it was not worth, you know, injuring myself or putting my family, uh, getting them stressed out by the possibility exactly. that I would get hurt. So, you know, that's really important. And one thing I always talk to my clients about my coaching clients is never push through pain ever. Mm. Mm -hmm. If it's painful, you're not doing it the right way. There's always a way to modify it and make it work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like when you had mentioned that, yeah, the marathon might have seen like the thing, but in order to get there, that whole journey, there's so much growth and you ran so many marathons just to get to the point of running a marathon. Right. Yeah. And that's why I like to tell people, especially people who are frustrated by where they are, maybe they feel stuck. Maybe they feel like they let themselves down because they haven't reached that pinnacle of what they appear, you know, view as success mm -hmm. is it's always one step at a time. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're not leaping through two flights of stairs, but you still made that one step mm -hmm. and those cumulative changes add up over time. That's how I lost my weight. That's how I was able to do the marathon is one step at a time. Yeah. And document those steps because then you can look back and see how much growth you've done because I mean, in any given day, you might not notice, oh, I've, I've grown from the day before. But when you can document, like how you could document how many miles you were running, you could see that growth that on day one, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could give uh, one piece of advice, what would it be? There's so many great things to say about a piece of advice. Um, I think I will default to something I 
often tell my daughters, you know, I'm raising two young girls and this is kind of a different world than the world I grew up in. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I believe is super important for all of our young children, girls, boys, everyone to know is that you can achieve anything. Anything is possible for you. And I know that seems like one of those motivational talks that just kind of disappear into the ether when you're experiencing struggles, but it is honestly the truth. Um, Mm -hmm. You believe in yourself. You believe in the process that you are using to get there and it will happen for you. Maybe not in the right time or the time that you hope it will happen. A lot of things don't happen for me on the time, timeline I'm you know, imagining it to happen, but that's when the miracles happen. That's when the breakthroughs come through is sometimes when you least expect it, but you have to hold on to that belief, not just in yourself, but in the, the way in which you're getting there, even if it feels slow, even if it's frustrating, you can get there. You just have to hold on to that core belief in yourself. Love this. Jen, this was really awesome. Um, How can people find out more information about you? They can connect with me on my digital home, which is weightlesschronicles.com. And I offer health coaching services as well as other freebies, such as if you struggle with body image, I have a free e-course you can download called uh, Five Days to Body Bliss. I also have some free quizzes on your your best workout style because not everyone you know aligns with running and that's fine not everyone likes hit so i have a free quiz out there you can take that will show you your best workout for yourself for your own needs and it'll give you resources to kind of take that journey one step at a time for yourself beautiful beautiful and i will make sure that that website is easily clickable in the show notes so jen thank you thank you so much for being on the show Thank you. It's been a pleasure. What did you take away from Jen's story? What do you believe is possible for you? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gain insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Push or Pivot on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast platform. To stay up to date on the Push or Pivot, And to join our mailing list, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at pusherpivot. Thank you for listening and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.